checking for insects um, and uh, we discussed briefly uh, last week the different categories of infestation in which we would have to check so we're going to deal with that more in depth this week um, but before we get there we assume that every insect is prohibited from the Torah but that assumption is not actually correct we spoke last week about there could be four different uh, prohibitions or five prohibitions or even six prohibitions depending if it's a land insect if it's a flying insect or a swimming insect However, the Gemara in Chulin, Samach Zayin, gives us a very interesting psak of Shmuel. We start on page 263. It says Shmuel on Samach Zayin in Chulin, Amar Shmuel, Kishut shehitliya be'avia asura mishum asher tashoret salaretz. So a cucumber, right, that was, became infested while it was still, while attached to the ground, then it is a problem, right? So it sounds like that basically, if it's attached to the ground and a something gets wormy, it's going to be a problem. If it's not attached to the ground and then it becomes wormy, so it's not so clear, right? So the Gemara goes a whole uh, long discussion of whether we paskin like Shmuel or not. But look at Toswat. Toswat says as follows. Mikan medaktik, i.e. from the end of the Gemara, Mikan medaktik Rabbeinu Tam, v'Rabbeinu Natanel, v'Riva, de'ein halacha k'shmuel, that the halacha does not follow Shmuel, da'amar kishutri etliya be'aviyah asura. What did Shmuel say? Shmuel said that if there's a worm that grows in a vegetable while it's still connected to the ground, that's going to be a problem but implying that if it's not connected to the ground, it's going to be okay. Comes along Rabbeinu Tam and says, no, since we don't pass like Shmuel, even a worm that, that grew in a plant, in a vegetable, when it was connected to the ground, is going to be okay. So, so when is a worm or an insect not okay, oh, yeah. right? So we're assuming the, the, the assumption is like this. If a worm left, grew somewhere else, and then penetrated into a vegetable or fruit, that is the classic case of what the Torah says is a problem. However, if the worm grew from within the fruit or vegetable, that is dependent. According to the opinion of Shmuel, if it grew while it was still connected to the ground, it's as if the Pasuk is, the Pasuk says, Hashoret Salaharetz. Since it's connected to the ground, it's as if it already is included in the prohibition and therefore it's a problem. Says Rabbeinu Tam, no. Rabbeinu Tam says even if it's connected to the, to the ground, it's not going to be a problem. Because it's, it's, it's still inside. It hasn't left. Right? How does the Rambam Paskin? Says the Rambam, Im If it became worm-ridden and it, while it was connected to the ground... Then I view that worm as if it has already separated itself from the fruit or from the vegetable, and therefore it's, an, uh, it's considered uh, one of these things that swarms on the land, and therefore, that would be a Torah violation. However, even the Rambam would agree, and let's say I take an apple, and I've now picked the apple, 
and now it's sitting in my kitchen. And now the worm grows within the apple. In that case, even the Rambam would agree that it would be okay. So we have a kula of Rabbeinu Tam. Rabbeinu Tam basically says, even if the worm grew in the vegetable or in the fruit, while it was still connected to the ground, as long as it doesn't show its face, right? It's in the, it's in the plant, we're good to go. Comes along the Rambam, says no, we, we, we don't pass like that, we pass like Shmuel. And we pass in that it's only okay if it kind of grew um, after the fruit were already picked. Okay, how do we pass in? Says the Shulchan Aruch, Tolaim Hagdelim Beperot, worms that grow in fruit, Be'odam Be'mechubar, while they still connected to the ground, Chashuv Keshoretz Ala'aretz. This is the definition of something that is swarming on the ground. He's quoting the Pasuk. And therefore, the Asur. It's going to be prohibited. Right? Even though it hasn't separated itself from the food. But it has to have moved within the, within the actual fruit. Right? So imagine, take a date, for example. Right? So you, you open up a date. There's a worm there. Right? In theory, in theory, if that worm came about after the date was picked, basically according to the according to the Shulchan Aruch, based on the Rambam and Rabbeinu Tam, that would basically be okay. Rabbeinu Tam's got even a bigger kula that even if the worm was around while it was still on the on the tree, it would still be okay as long as it hasn't popped out of the fruit. Yeah. What about, what's this uh, addition of the Shulchan Aruch, It had to have moved. If it didn't move, why, then... Why is the Shulchan Aruch added? I don't know. I don't know. That's basically, if we go back to the, the sugya, it had to have moved, right? But, but now, what's the difficulty of here? We don't know. Yeah, exactly. How, how, you um, you found a word. How, how on earth can you know? So, it says the Yalkut Yosef as follows. Tola'im agdelim beperot virakot betalush. Worms that grow in fruit once they were picked, mutarim, they are actually permitted to eat. It only prohibited worms that swarm on the ground. When it was said, that's as long as it hasn't separated itself from the fruit and it's still inside it. But if it's separated, even if it's, you know, in free fall, it hasn't hit the ground yet, that is prohibited. Even if it's just a little head uh, peeks out, it's in trouble. So now this is a big kula. It's a kula that can never really be actualized because we can never really tell. Why is it important? Because it might add in terms of sveikot, right? That there could be, that we'll, we'll, we'll talk about a suffix in, in a moment when we're going to get to um, uh, um, New York City. Okay. Says, says the Shulchan Aruch in Yoradah, Peydalad Sif Zain. Appreciate Liyah, you've got a fruit, it's got worms, and you don't know whether the worms happened when it was connected to the ground or disconnected. Well, if it only happened once it was disconnected from the ground, it would be okay. But since you don't know, obviously it's going to be Asur.
Says the Shulchan Aruch. Furthermore, the, everything that we've been talking about are the worms on the on the fruit and the vegetables. What about insects in water? So the same rule would apply. Shratzim hagdelim b'mayim shebekelim v'shebeborot shichin umarot sheinam novim. If you have insects that are in what I would call it still water, right? Not moving water. Mutarim. They're actually okay. Levichach socheh v'shoteh mehem v'eno choshesh. Right? You, you can basically go down into the bar and put your mouth into the water and drink it. And even if there are going to be bugs in there, not a problem. Right? V'eno choshesh l'shratim tayim im yizdamnu letoch piv. Right? That's what the Shulchan Arachpaskan says, Now that line is very critical. What's he saying? Once you move it out of the pit, then it becomes Asur, right? And if they, they separated from the place where they grew, Now, why was this so important? Going back to the water problem in... Before you go, can yes. you explain uh, the Ramah? Right? Why is the Ramah saying that? I mean, you're taking the water out, so it's still in the water. It's not like it's... He separate. seems to be so saying that it's... Separate cons- separated from the fruit. Here, it's still with the water. But it's... it's uh, I don't know whether it's maybe a Dindra Banan, a but it's, it's... You're now moving it from where it grew. So now that when you're moving it from where it grew, okay. so either it's a dindorite or the rabbanan, but, but you know, we, we're getting into murky water over here, mm-hmm. um, to, to, you know, as soon as you move it. So now comes a question, there was a question a few years ago, I don't know if it's, if it's still a question, um, regarding the New York water city. There was an infestation of these uh, bugs, uh, they called copepods, right? Um, they're basically... They're not microscopic. That's the problem. They're not microscopic. If you if you put uh, a glass of water, uh, hold it to the to the to the light, you could actually see little white uh, somethings, and apparently that those are these these bags. So there were poskim that said that you cannot drink non-filtered uh, New York City water because you can see them. Because you can see them. And because you can see them, okay, so this is, uh, you have now a chiyuv to do badika. And since you have a chiyuv to do badika, so you cannot drink it until you've done your check. How do you check? Okay, so you have to filter the water. Halacha number one. Some poskim hold like that. That was, uh, by the way, Rav, uh, for example, Rav, if I'm not mistaken. No, not, uh, I think Rav Shechta. I think Rav Shechta. Yeah, I think Rav Shechta. Then you had, um, then you had the uh, opinion of Rav Willig and other poskim who said, no, it's not a problem, right? Now, one of the reasons to be makel could be that this, these things, maybe they grew in the reservoirs, which is basically what the Shulchan Aruch is talking about, that the Quran, it's not a problem. Oh, so what's the problem? The problem is, is basically... If you drink it in the reservoir, fine. But right. once you take it out and put it into your to cup, clean. Okay, so that, that, that's, uh, that, that's the problem, right? As soon as you take it out from the clean, then it's a problem. But it seems to be that that Ramah is a Dindarabana. 
And so we're talking about a suffix, the Rabbonin, so it could be an added, if you want to put it into the mix of things, we're not talking about Lichora and Yisudoraita, we're talking about an Yisudorabanan, right? It can't be that, that, that it turned into an Yisudoraita. If you hold, if you hold, that basically the whole system of the New York City, the reservoirs, etc., is the case that we're talking about in the Shulchan Aruch. Not clear, not clear. It could be that the whole thing is moving and therefore it's not, not considered like a pit or something like that. Okay, so that was one, call it, reason to be makel. But the, the other reason to be makel is we're going to talk about it later on in the year. Okay, so just remind me uh, we, when we get, oh, we're there. The three categories of foods with respect to insects. Okay, so let's just uh, recall very uh, briefly what we said last week. In principle, if I have a... Uh, if I have a vet, if I have a a, um, a bowl of uh, salad, and I have a bag inside, so according to the rules of of kashrut, battle berov, battle b'shishim, I should mid to be able to eat that, um, be able to eat that salad. Correct? That's even if I know that there's a bag there. So even if I know that a bag fell in. Midoraita, who cares? Let me eat the entire salad and uh, it shouldn't be a problem. Yeah? Now, there are two reasons why uh, I've got to be machmir. Opinion number one is to say that, no, when do I say that this din of bitol applies when, I, when it's not noticeable? Now, it's not nikar. However, if it is nikar, then you don't have a tar of it. If you don't have a tar of it, then there's no din of bitol. Uh, you don't have a mixture, you don't have a principle of bitl. That seems to be a big machloikes um, achronim and poskim. Uh, for example, uh, in, in the Sefer over here, Lachem Yelochla of Rav Eitam Henking, he brings um, Rav Moshe Vai, who basically was, wrote the authoritative Sefer of Berikat Amazon Kalacha. And there, Rav, Rav Vai does bring both opinions, i.e., if it's nikar to the ayin, according to everybody, that would be a problem, right? There's no tarot of it. But what happens if it's difficult to see it? You have to work quite hard in order to, to be able to see it. So it seems that it's not so simple that it's, it's, uh, that it's considered nikar. Now, in Bdikat Amazon Kalacha, he assumes that it is Nikar, and therefore it's a suffix to uh, Rav uh, Eitam Henkin, he brings many proofs from different Rishonim to argue that that's not true. That would be a bitul uh, Midoraita, and therefore the only problem is Midorabanan. Why would there be a problem Midorabanan? Because the bag is a birya. A birya is basically a complete uh, uh, bag or complete insect, etc. And that we have a principle, Biria eno batel afilu be'elef. Basically that. But that is a dindarabanan. Rabbinically, a bag, an insect, alive or dead, makes no difference. If it's whole, it's not going to be nullified. Okay? So, let's go with two, two lines of, of thinking. Midoraita, I could argue that if I have a salad bowl and there's a bag in there, Midoraita, it's battle because I have a tire of it and it's bitul berov. 
Only midrabanan is it a problem, and why is it midrabanan a problem? Because of the the principle of birya. That is the the direction that Rav Knoll takes in his sefer. I didn't bring it, but there's another sefer. I think it's called Vachalta Vesavata Uverachta. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think Rav Melamed also seems to say that it's a suffix derabanan. On the other hand. Majority of poskim, at least in the, how Rav, Rav Moshe Vai in B'dikat Mazon Kalachas says it's a suffix Doraita. And this could be a real you know, differentiation. Are you talking about a suffix Doraita? Are you talking about a suffix Dorabanan? Nafkimina, suffix. Suffix Dorabanan Lekula, suffix Doraita Lechumra. But even if we say that it's only a suffix Dorabanan, okay? Even if we say it's a suffix Dorabanan, now we're going to say as follows. When do I say that, um, or, or, or sorry, like this. Let's say I don't know the bugs there. So now I've got a, a bowl of salad. I don't know the bug fell in, right? So I'm not going to. But the question is, what is the probability of a bug being in the lettuce or being in my salad? So here the poskim uh, divided into three categories. Some say four, but let's go with three. That's the main opinion. Category number one is, if... In the salad, there's a 50 or 51% chance of them being a bugs. That means that the infest- in majority of bowls of salad, there is infestation. Then I have a rove that every time I'm going to eat the, my salad, I'm going to have a bug in it. That means me doorita, I'm now have to check. Me doorita, I'm have to check. It's got nothing to do with whether, even if I hold it's not nikah. Even if I hold that... It's a, a mixture that's not easily seen. Since it might, there might be there, there might be a chiyuv doraita to check if there's infestation. What happens if it's less than 50%? This is called in halakha a miut hamatsui. Miut hamatsui is a minority that is common. A minority that is common, midrabanana have a chiyuv to check. Midrabanana have a chiyuv to check. And then there is a minority that's not even common. That minority I don't have to check at all. So, when I open up my banana, do I have an obligation to cut open the banana and check? No. no. Why? Because not only is there not a rov of infestation in bananas, not even is there a, what's called a miyotamatsui. It's a, maybe one in, I don't know, a hundred Bananas might have a worm in it. I don't have to worry about it and I can eat my banana without checking. If there's something where it is known that there is infestation, I am not allowed to eat it without checking. I have to check midoraita. Let's take something like uh, probably raspberries where it's uh, assuming, again, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not stating, but I assume that raspberries are, the majority of raspberries are going to have an infestation. You cannot eat it until you check it. And then there's a paragraph in the, the, this area, this gray area called Miyotamatsu, where there the chiyuv to check is Midrabanan. Now, so what is Miyotamatsu? Oh, so, so last week, I think I mentioned uh, very briefly the opinion of the Mishkanot Yaakov. The Mishkanot Yaakov basically wanted to say it's a din in 10%. If 10% of something, basically, if you have more than 10% or 10% or more, you're in trouble. Where did he get this from? It's actually based on sugyas in Bovakama, uh, Bovakama, I can't remember, that basically, let's say I'm doing business, 
and I buy from you um, uh, 10 uh, bottles of wine. Right? So there the Gemara says that if you buy 10 bottles of wine and one bottle is off, so it's, it's acceptable. So you see that a ratio of, of 10% is kind of the accepted, uh, an acceptable amount and we don't make a fuss of it. Like, you know, it's known that. So the, based on those sugyas in Mekach or how you deal uh, whether the sale was a good sale, the Mishkanot Yaakov basically said that 10% is a miyotamatsui and miyotamatsui, where it is something that's common, it's not a majority, then you have to do a bedikamid rabbanan. There is a shit of the rivash. The rivash wanted to say that no, miyotamatsu is karov lerov. It is close to a majority. So it's not 50%, it's 30, 40. Exactly, we're talking about 30, 40. But if 10%, according to the rivash, no, that's a, that's a miyot. And you wouldn't have to check even midrabanan. Now, most opinions do not accept the rivash. We do not accept the rivash. Some, such as Rav Vosna, Rav Osher Weiss, don't accept the Mishkanot Yaakov. Mm. Uh, and they, they say, say also in 20%. the Rav Eliyashit, they say no. Even if there's a 4-5% chance of there being a bug, you have to be Machmir. And they claim that, first of all, everyone's misinterpreting. Rav Osher Weiss wrote a long trip of Yahweh. He says, everyone is misinterpreting Mishkanot Yaakov. Mishkanot Yaakov did not say 10%. He was bringing that as part of his argument, but he never meant to fix that as the percentage. He was not talking about percentage. And he doesn't like describing percentage. He says, are you going to be shocked if you find a, a worm in it or not? If you're not going to be shocked, that's a miyotamatsui. If you're going to be shocked, that's not a miyotamatsui. A, a, a doctor finds a, you know, a patient, he finds a, a disease. It's a 5% chance of getting a disease. Was the doctor shocked? It's not shocked. It happened. It's not common, but it happens. You know, you don't fall off your chair. When you fall off your chair, that's called the miyotrenomatsui. That is basically the definition according to Rav Weiss, according to Rav Now, based on that, you're going to be more machmir even if there's an infestation probability of 4 or 5%, you might have to be machmir. Most, uh, uh, as far as I know, uh, at least in America, most kashrut organizations go with the 10% um, mark. That means if there's an infestation probability of 10%, you now have a chiv to do bedika. Less than 10%, you don't have a chiyot to do bedeka. But here comes the big shayla. 10% of what? 10% of what? So, if you have a, a soul, a, 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 um, let's say I'm a caterer, right? So now I've ordered, I don't know, uh, uh, 300 lettuces for this function. Okay. So, if, if there might not be 10%, there might be 10% of lettuces. That means 30 lettuces are infected um, out of, uh, out of uh, what did I say? 300. Out of 300, 30 out of 300. Okay, then I'm, in, then I'm in trouble. But let's say, hold on, who says you have to look at it as a lettuce? Maybe, and this is a, a very lenient opinion, this is the opinion of Rav, um, Rav Willig. Rav Willig says no. It's, it's every bite. So, let's say I take those lettuces, right? And now, you, you, obviously, you take one lettuce, you, you break up all the leaves. And you say, when I pick up this leaf and I put it in my mouth, is there a 10% chance that there's a bug on this leaf? No, it's much less. It goes less, right? It, it drops. 
it drops. It might be in the entire lettuce, there's an infestation. But on this specific leaf, it might not. So now, when that's we talk the, about the number the, 10%... That's because of the nature of the lettuce. There's, it's, like, it's not like... No, but like I'm, I'm just bringing... No, no, no. But no, I'm saying it's because it's of the nature, because of the, the vegetable, because it is like a, it's not like a whole thing, because it's made of leaves. Like a, a banana or a, even a cucumber on it. Right. It's like a whole vegetable or fruit. But you could this apply it like, even to a banana. When I look at the banana, every bite that I take, right... So what's a, let's say there is a there, there is a bug in this banana, okay? okay? But you slice, when, you slice, you it, slice it, right? You're slicing it for cereal. So when I, when now I'm taking this little slice of banana, what's the chance that the bug that is in this specific, that specific right. thing, right? So then the ten percent drops, right? So now the question is, so what's the formulation? Okay, let's say we're going to go with the formulation of the Mishkanot Yaakov. We're going to say ten percent. Ten percent of what? 10% of the 300 lettuces of the Ketra, well, there's a good chance that you know 30%, uh, 30 lettuces might, you might find infestation in 30. Or do you go according to Rav Shechta, you go according to each meal. That means that the, the Ketra basically produces, I don't know, 500 meals. That means 500 bowls, and they place a bowl in front of serving. 500 servings in front of each person. So now the question is, according to Rav Shechta, is, is what is the percentage? There has to be a 10% chance that there will be a bug on the plate, on the serving. According to Rav Willig, he's going to go even more lenient. He's going to say, no, it's not a 10% if it's on the plate. It's a 10% if it's on the, the bag, right? So this is a big machloket that there, hasn't, there isn't a consensus. I, there is no consensus. When, how you do, even... First of all, there's no consensus of what the percentage is. And even if we're going to go with the consensus of the Mishkanot Yaakov on 10%, 10% of what? And because of that, let's go back to the case of the water in New York City. So they worked out that apparently, apparently, um, if you were, how often would it be that you would find these uh, opopods or whatever they were called, right? So basically, according to Rav Willig, right, if you, if, if you poured a, a glass of water, you wouldn't find it. If you poured, a, or, um, i.e., one serving, no, sorry, less than a serving, every, every sip kind of thing, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have it. According to Rav Shechter, it's one, one serving, right? So, so even in one glass, you're, if that's one serving, then it would be a problem. Or it's how much a person drinks on a daily basis. How are you going to work out the 10%? It's going to have a practical ramification of whether you hold that you need a dubedika or not. Right? Okay. So now that we have discussed that there is this concept called miyotamatsui, and given a very brief overview that it's a very difficult definition of how to define that miyotamatsui. But let's assume we know what that definition is. We're just going to go for today's sheer 10%. Okay, says the Shulchan Aruch in Pei Dalet, Sifchet, Kominei Peirot, Shedarkan Lahatlia, Kushem Mukhovarim, any fruit that are generally infested when they are connected, i.e., the, we're talking about problematic worms, Lo Yochal Adshi Yidvok Eshi Yivdokapri Mitochoshem Yesh Botolat. So now I have a Chiyuv to check. And it sounds like we're talking about a Chiyuv. Right, because he's talking about 
that there is a that it, that no, but it is darkan clear. Now it's not clear what he's referring about. It doesn't mean. Um, let's look at the bedikat mazon kalacha. Rav Y. He says like this. Something that generally is infested, you cannot eat until you check. What does it mean? Things that are generally infested. Here explains the Shulchan Aruch is talking about a rov. 51%. We're not talking about what we're discussing two minutes ago about meal tamatsu. And then he says in the footnote, mm-hmm. Here, the obligation is from the Torah. Since there's a 50% chance or more, so now you have a Suffolk Doraita, you have a Chiyuv to check. And you cannot eat the food until you've checked. What happens... If you didn't check, says Sefer Akashu, Tavshil or Ma'afashu, Chnum Ma'achal Shelonivdak. Basically, you now you've cooked the food and it wasn't checked. Chovat Agam can livedok it. Asheriot shebe Arizot vechem b'midat ha'efshar et Tavshil or et Ma'afah atzma b'terem achila. So you have to check the leftover packets and the food itself if it's possible. But most of the times it's not possible. You know, once you've got a broccoli. Uh, um, uh, um, Kugel, what are you going to do? How are you going to check? If we were talking about something that Midorite had a chiyuv to check, so now, even though it's not possible to check, I can't eat that. Kugel, right? Asura Bachila. Says the Shach, he explains, Vahainu Shelo Huxaku Perosh Bestam. That, uh, when do I say you could eat the food when it wasn't huchzak? What is the shach talking about? He's basically giving an explanation on a sveik sveik of the rashba, which I'll say outside. The rashba says like this. I have a, a, a food that I had to check midrabanan. Midrabanan, miyotamatsu, there might have been a bag. I didn't check it. I now cooked it. It's now impossible to check. Says Arashba, you can eat that food. Why can you eat that food? Says Arashba, it's a sveik sveika. Suffolk, to begin with, maybe there weren't bugs in there. Right? It was only a meal tamatsu. It was only a minority right? that, 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 of probability that there's a bug to begin with. And even if you say the bug was there, now that it's been cooked... What's the problem of, of a bag? Why do we say it's not batel? Because it's a birria, right? But once it's been cooked, we can assume that safek, right? Lichora, it's, it's, it's lost its legs or whatever it is. It's not, and it still remains in the dying. So it's a sveik sveika. Even if there's a bag, maybe it's no longer birria and therefore it's batel. So because of that safek, basically the shulchan aruch paskins, you can eat it. Comes along the shach and says, hold on a second. When do I say that sveik sveika? When I've got two suffics, what was my original suffix? Then maybe there wasn't a bag in there. Because it was a, because the minority, midoraita, they weren't, I don't even have to check. But says the shach, in the event that there was 
Nagua Aya was Muksak. Let's assume I'm going to, for today's share, and don't, don't, uh, anyone who's listening, uh, ask your local rabbinic authority. I don't know what the status of broccoli is, but for, to, for, for an example, let's assume broccoli, without being checked, is got more than a 50% or 50 or 50 more, or more than 50% uh, probability of having a bug in it. So that's called Nagua. You had a Chiyuv Doraita to check. You didn't check. You made your broccoli kugel. Now you can't eat it, says the Shach. However, for argument's sake, let's not take broccoli, let's take uh, uh, asparagus, no, some other fruit, there. let's say it's only meal tamatsui, right? And you didn't check, but you cooked it. So that would be okay. You could eat it. What would be a practical um, ramification that we'll, we'll see in the, uh, let's say, let's assume that flour is a meal tamatsui. I personally don't think that, but let's assume that flour, you need to check. You need to sift and check. You didn't check. You now cooked, uh, you cooked your, your bread with it. According to what we're saying, there's no problem of eating that bread. Because, to begin with, it was only a meal tamatsui, assuming that there's a meal tamatsui. Could be, and this I've seen that in America, they say that it's not even in the status of miyotamatsu. Flour doesn't have worms, and therefore it's not even a miyotamatsu. You don't need to check. Most, I think, authorities in Eretz Israel are more makpid. Why? Because the infestation level in Israel is higher. Although I have heard rabbis uh, that said that that might have been 20 years ago, but not anymore, right? Today, the, the packaging and everything, you're not buying your flour in the shuk. And therefore, even in Eretz Israel, the, it hasn't got to get out of miyotamatsu, but again, that leave for your, um, yeah, yeah, you have to actually ask the, the, the cash flow authorities, you know, what's the status? And it could change between year to year. Okay. So says the Ramah, let's say we're talking about a miyotamatsu. So if it's a miyotamatsu, so do I have to check every, let, let's take dates, for example. Fresh dates. There is a miyotamatsui that if you, you know, you'll, you'll find worms in dates. That means you have to check. Now, I've got a whole, I've got a whole um, tray of dates. Can I do a sample? I'll open up three dates. You know, there's no worms in there. Good to go. Says the Ramah. Says Says the Ramah, not only is it good enough for me, not, not only is it not good enough if I just check three dates out of my 100, it's not even good enough if I check the 51 dates out of the 100. Once I've defined dates as being a meal tamatsui, as being something where it's common, even though it's a minority, I have to check every single date and open it up before I can eat it. Says Sefer Akashut, furthermore. Batsek, now he's, he's bringing our example, right? Batsek, Shulchan Olechem Shenefami Kemach Shelo Avarni Pui. You have uh, um, dough, that was uh, bread that was baked, and no one sifted the flour, assuming that you have to sift flour. Here he's giving it as a given that, that you have to. If there's still flour in the packet, so check the flour. Mutarim and if that packet is good, then you can eat it. If even one, some prohibited. 
And if there's no flour left, why? Because of the sveika of the Rashba. Says the Hira, this is based on the Rashba, since flour is not known to be infested, i.e. Alpirov, it's only a common minority. Number one, was there a bug to begin with? And even if you say there was a bug, maybe it's now been, uh, uh, what's the word? Been all battle, and therefore it would be okay. Now, uh, says Rav Sternbuch in Truvot Vanagot, he says like this, now regarding, he's dealing with this case. No one checked the flour. Can you eat the bread? He says, there's another reason to be lenient. I'm not intending to eat a, uh, I'm not intending to eat bugs. I'm intending to eat bread, right? Now, in Halakha, we have different categories. We, we generally know this from Hilchot Shabbos. So let's, let's just quickly go through the four categories. Category number one is, I turn on the light switch, bemazed. I know it's Shabbos. I know that it's asked to turn on the light switch. I decide to turn it on anyway. I'm amazed. I'm doing it on purpose. The punishment, it will be, will be. Chai of Mita. Okay. Then there's another possibility. I see the light switch, I know it's Shabbos, but I don't know that it's us to turn on a light switch. Or alternatively, I know I'm turning on a light switch. I know that on Shabbos it's prohibited to turn on a light switch, but I think it's Sunday, right? So, you know, that, that can, you, you go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, Friday night, and without thinking, you turn on the light switch. Now, when you turned on the, when you turned on the light switch, you intended to switch on the light switch, right? And you know that it's asked to, to, to switch on a light switch on Shabbos, but you forgot it was Shabbos. That in Halakha is called Shogeg. Right? Shogeg is, um, you're going to bring a korban. You didn't have era. You didn't have era. You knew what you were doing. Okay, you got mixed up in the Halakha or in the, the, the reality of it, but you intentionally did something and therefore you have to bring a korban and definitely you committed an Avera. What about Mitasek? Mitasek is I don't even know I'm doing it. For example, I lean against the wall. Well, I thought I was leaning against the wall. It happens to be that there was a light switch that I didn't see. Now, I didn't intend to even switch on the light switch. This isn't the shogeg that I, you know. I just leaned against the wall and the light came on. In halakha, mitasek is patur. Mitasek, I don't even need to bring a carbon. It could be that I didn't even do an avera, so I didn't even need to bring a carbon to get kapara. Now, that's in general. We, learn the, we know those categories from Hilchot Shabbos. Now, when it comes to Averas that are of eating, can I say the same principle? There you are. That's within Karov Lamezit. So let's, let's leave that. Okay. So now, um, when, when, when we're talking about Mit uh, Asik, do we say the same principle when it comes to. Um, do we say the same principle when it comes to eating? I didn't intend to eat. I didn't intend to eat uh, um, that, that. I was intending to eat a burger. It just so happened that, you know, some little worm crept in. I didn't intend to eat the worm. I intended to eat the burger. So maybe we'll apply the principle of mitasek. The Gemara says 
that regarding food, you cannot apply the principle mm. of mitasek. Why can you not apply the principle of mitasek? Shekain nehene. A person gets benefit. Mm. We say the same principle regarding prohibited sexual relations. What happens if it's mitasek? A guy didn't even realize he thought he was having relations with his wife. It turned out to be someone else. Right? So the Gemara says over there, he was mitasek. Bichlal, it, it, it's got the definition of mitasek. Nevertheless, nevertheless, he, he, it's, it's, a, it's a prohibition. Why is it a prohibition? Because he got benefit. Benefit kind of connects it to intent. So even though I didn't have intention, but since I got benefit, so it now takes it out of the category of mitasek. Now that we've had that introduction, we can re- continue the words of Rav Sternberg. Yeah. In, in Shabbos, if somebody benefits from the light going on, even though he didn't intend to turn the light on, is that a problem then? If he didn't intend, you're saying that there was no right, reason... He leaned against the wall and the light went on. He said, oh, wow, and now at least now I, I can, can read. Now I can read. Now, now I can read. That's, uh, That's interesting. This, it might be a problem. No, according to this, it might be okay. No. Okay. Because yeah, yeah, Nene yeah. was from that mindset. When I, when I switched to, oh, you're saying you're getting benefit from, from, from maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe. Okay, now look at, look at Rav Shtermuch. He says like this. Hadam no mitkaven lechol lechem velo shratzim imken havek mitasek v'yisur shratzim. Ve'ach shebechelavim v'arayot en p'tor mitasek. Now, although in general, when a guy eats nice fatty steak, right, which is prohibited, or, or in Arias. We don't say mitasek. Why? Because she came nene. And then he's getting benefit. He enjoys it. Okay, that's if you're going to enjoy the eating. Such as the, the, the prohibited fat. But who eats bugs? Okay, maybe the Chinese. But, but other than them, right? We generally... Ben Adam Katzeba, Bonafsho, right? Shenafsho Shel Adam Katzebein. Generally, we're grossed out by eating bugs. So therefore, you don't get benefit from it. If you don't get benefit from it, and you didn't have intention from it, and you didn't know that it was there, Lichor, you've got a din of mitasek. Vimachal velo yadan, nikra mitasek. Venisur klal. And there's no problem of their flavor. Why? Nitpatel bekemach velo nigash klal. Well, because the flavor has been nullified and obviously it's pagum in any event. Okay, so in that case, he's going to be melamed schut on why lichora, but yeah, you could eat the bread. So first of all, we've got the sveik sveika of the rashba, and, and second of all, we've got this taina of, of uh, Rav Sternbuch, that bichlal, you're not, uh, you're not intending to, to eat uh, the bugs. Says the Gemara, um, what happens if you haven't got, you know what, let's, how much time we got left, so, um, he just goes through what's considered, uh, what's considered uh, in the times of the Shulchan Aruch, in the times of the Sefer HaKashur, but the truth is, it makes, uh, that, uh, this you have to be updated with, there's no point in me saying, I'll give you a list of these vegetables, which are, Doraita, you have to check. These vegetables fit into the category of meal tamatsu, which you have the chiv to check. And these vegetables are good to go. You don't even need to check them. Why? Because the, the, the list is going to be different in America and in 
Israel or in South Africa, and it might even be different on a yearly basis. You say even every crop. Yeah, you could have a different crop, and there might be different levels of infestation, etc., etc. Okay, so based on that, you have to. There isn't really. I'm going to skip that section just because it's. Uh, we don't have much time, and really, there is an appendix at the end of the shear where we've written uh, from one of the the guards based on. I can't remember. Um, where did we get it from? I think it was... Where does this come from? Right, right, right. Uh, yeah. No, 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 no. But that, that's the... In the yeah, yeah. We, 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 that, uh, this is coming from... This comes from Rav Mordechai Eliyahu. But again, I would check with your local rabbinic authority... Uh, Kashrut authority regarding the place that you're in uh, for different people that are listening to this all over the world. Now, can I just ask you? Sorry. Yeah, I want to before we get to the pitch. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Could you uh, explain about the washed lettuce and percentages there? So, someone is say like this. Someone is say that. Remember, we, we began with by saying, is it a Doraito or is it a Rabbanan? Some say, well, if it's Nikar, so it's not considered battle because it's it's nikar, right? So so one someone would say like this: if you wash it, it might be that now it's not nikar. It's not nikar. Uh, you mamish, you have to look very very hard. And according to Samri Shonim, it's now we could say that this is all a din uh, to without a doubt. Second of all, it could be that if you've washed if you've washed it. It might take it from the category of miut hamatsui to below miut, or going from an infestation to miut hamatsui. All of these nafkaminas might be for halachalamaiseh bedievet, where you can't carry on checking. And there will diff- there'll be different opinions in the in the, in different uh, poskim how much you have to check letters based on number one. Are we talking about a suffix or right or suffix de rabbanan? If you're gonna go with rav Knoll, that to begin with, the suffix is only a suffix to Rabbanan, right? And you do a check. Now, the check that you have to do is obviously going to be a lot less of, uh, um, you know, going through every possibility and everything than, than if you hold that the suffix to a writer. Furthermore, if you have a percentage that this bichlal isn't part of miyotamatsui because your ratio is 10%, and, and this doesn't fit into the 10%, okay? So then you're just being machmir by, by checking it anyway, but it doesn't fit into the category of miyotamat, so you don't really have it, you don't have a chiv to check. Whereas if you go with Rav Weiss or Rav Ozna, where basically, you know, anything that is, you know, 4 or 5%, you already have a chiv to check. So then again, you have to be more machpid on how you check and what you check. So that's a big debate amongst the poskim. I did see in... Uh, um, I think Rav, Rav Eitam uh, Henkin, he, he basically says that, uh, and Rav Knoll, that once you've done a check, even though it wasn't an absolute check, you definitely have brought down the levels to certain extents according to things, and therefore there is more room to be linear. Right? So that's a good... I, I was yes. going to ask, because we're talking about like the, when you have dough that was made which, from flour that wasn't sifted. Yes. Now... My assumption is that this is talking about a Bediyevet situation. As, as in, 
not somebody's going, ugh, I'm not going to check it, and then doing it. It's Correct. thinking about a situation where you did it, and then, oh, I forgot to check. Correct. Correct. So what, what But about- that is assuming that we're talking about a miyotamatsu. Again, right. if you define flour as being miyotamatsui, then you had to have checked it, and you had to have sifted it. You, fine, midrabana, but you have to check it. Okay, so and then if you forgot does it, it... Somebody does it b'mezid. They say, okay, I'm not going to check it. And it's a miyotamatsu. It's not a, it's not a uchzak. Then that person cannot eat it, but their friendly Lichora could eat it. I, the fact that that person didn't have that's his problem. But for me, there's a Sveik Sveika. I, the Sveik Sveika still uh, applies, correct? Right. Well, well, why, why I'm getting at it is I'm just trying to think of a practical situation. So you go to either a friend's house or you go to, I don't know, you go to a restaurant. Yes. And you don't, you don't know whether the person has checked as they're supposed to check. Yes. And it could be they did it by mistake, but it could be they said, no, I'm not going to check. Yes. So then you, uh, I'm saying, again, we're talking about things which are miyotomatsui, you can then eat it, even if it's not amazing, even if they just said, I'm I think there might be a distinction between a restaurant and going to a friend's house. Because there is an argument to say that basically a restaurant is basically an extension of yourself. Mm -hmm. Right? Basically, you are the customer, and therefore, but, you know, your standard of kashrut is, is, is you are really, they are your shlichim in the kitchen, okay. right? Or to an ex- a certain extent, and therefore there might mm-hmm. be more, yeah, right? Yeah. You might have more responsibility to say to that, that, that uh, restaurant I don't eat because they don't check, right? And you can't just turn a blind eye. Whereas you go to, you, you're just sitting at a, a friend's table and they serve you food and then, you know, they don't check. You don't okay? have to do the general because if, for, for you, it's a sveik sveika. The sveik sveika still would apply. When can you not uh, uh, rule that? When it's muhzak, right? When it's muhzak, midorite. So again, that has lots of, uh, does have a lot of pr- practical ramifications. And Correct. Especially, especially I'm talking about like a, a community rabbi who wants to go to his uh, congregants who may not be as uh, meductic in these things. Correct. So you can be definitely room to be maker. Right. Right. There, there definitely is room to be maker. Again, you're assu- you don't and, and you don't even know. Maybe they did check, maybe they didn't, right? Of course. So yeah. then that's so another suffix. Right. That's <laughs> another suffix. And then just to throw in the all the, another another Pandora's box is basically who says that the worms are problematic? Remember, we're all assuming that these worms came from when they came from after they were um, sorry, while they were still, uh, while they were still uh, planted, right? While they were still attached. But if they came out afterwards and they haven't yet been removed, uh, then, then it's okay. So we don't no, pass it like that. No, no. If, if there was Shittat Rabbeinu Tam, we pass like this. We pass that in the event that it only was not connected, was, was picked, and then the worm grew, but has not left the fruit, no. then it's okay. Rabbeinu Tam wanted to say that basically, even if it was attached, attached it would be okay. As long as it hasn't left the root. We don't pass it like Rabbeinu Tam. We pass it like the Rambam. But we don't, Lamaik said pass like the Rambam because you can never know. But what I'm saying is, in the world of Sveikas, you could, you could you have a whole barrage of, of Sveikas to, to add in. However, we don't generally add that suffix. I haven't seen any of the Poskin that well, throw in that. the bugs that we worry about are really on the outside. You're saying they're coming from the outside. Oh, no, or on the outside of the, the vegetable. Right. So you're saying they must come, they're, they're, they're probably came from the outside. Okay. So this. No, no, no. The point is, once they come out, 
Remember that they yeah, said yeah. that once they come out, That's a, they stick their head out. Yeah. Uh, so, then, so therefore, since most of the bugs are on the outside, wherever they came from, but then when we see them, they're on the outside. On the outside. Uh, yeah, okay. Now, now that we talked about bugs, because it actually fits our next topic, which is bugs in fish. And this has become quite a topic in uh, the last few years. It's based on the Gemara in Chulin Samach Zayn. And basically, uh, to, to, to summarize the Gemara, but basically, well, let's read the Gemara. The Gemara says, Amar Abshay Rabidi, Kukanai Asire, right? Kukanai, some types of worms found in the organs of, um, of fish, they prohibit it, my timer, me'alma atu. They're coming from outside the fish. Hold on a second. If they're coming from outside, what are they doing in the, well, I suppose, I don't know, fish have lungs or whatever, the uh, heart or whatever they have. Um, Intestines. No, no, I'm saying, that, that what other organs do fish have? Intestines. They only have intestines? No, no, no. No, they have other organs. They have other organs. Yeah, yeah. So says, says Ravashi, hold on a second. Why, why are they in the organs? They should be in the food tract. Right? They should be in the food tract. If they're coming from the outside, so where are you going to find it? You're going to find it in the intestines. Why are you finding it in the heart? Or the, I don't know if they have kidneys, whatever they have. I don't know what, they, what, what, a, what, a, what a fish has, but it shouldn't be in those organs. It should be in the Food tract, whatever that is, the intestines that uh, feeding. Igadamri, Amrav Shesha, Braidrab Idi, Kukanai Sharu. Oh, these worms are permitted. My timer. Mine Gavle, because they come from within the actual uh, fish, right? So now says the Gemara, Amravashi Pshita. Well, that's true. Why? Because if it was coming from the outside, you would find them in the digestive system and not in their lungs, hearts, whatever other organs uh, fish have. And obviously they don't have lungs, but whatever they have. Okay, so now it says, Kukanai Asira. But the halach is that these uh, worms are prohibited. My timer. Minam Nayim. When the fish is sleeping. Va'ayleb Usya. And they basically crawl through the nostrils of the uh, of these uh, fish. Tolaim Darne de Bisra Asira. The Kavre Sharyan. Now this last line in the Gemara is critical. He says like this, the darne, which are a type of worm, on the flesh are prohibited, but the kavre, right, but in the fish are permitted. So what's going on over here? It sounds like meat versus fish. We were talking about in the beginning fish. Then the Gemara says that the kukunai are prohibited. That sounds like we were still talking about fish. Then it says that Worms in fish are permitted, correct? So what's going on over here? Um, says the Gemara. So, so, so look at the Shulchan Aruch. What's the difference? Bim ehem, if they're in the intestines, it's going to be pre- prohibited. Bein or lebasar or betocha basar mutarim. However, if it is between the flesh and the skin, of the fish, then we assume that it's not coming from the outside, but it's coming from the inside of the fish. I grew within the fish, and it would be permitted. So, either so, when when's the problem if you find the fish? If you find worms regarding fish, 
in the intestinal tract, uh, uh, tract, or maybe even in the organs, right? Because we're worried about that the things climbed in and there. However, what are we not worried about? We're not worried about if you find worms on the outer side of the flesh, between the flesh and the outer skin. Correct? That's how the Shulchanach Paskins. Now, comes along, what's the problem? The problem is, is that we have found in certain fish, such as salmon and mackerel and a few others, they have these bugs in the flesh on the outer side, but it's been proven scientifically that they're coming from the outside. They're not coming from the inside. So now what do you do? Right. So says Shevet Alevi, no, that was only the Dharna. We remember, we said it was specific Dharna. And that's what the Shulchan Aruch was passing But Stam, if you find a worm in a fish, even in the, the flesh, right? So basically, Rav Osn has, uh, in my opinion, done a very nice way of saying that we have to be concerned about the scientific way. He doesn't capture it like that. What does he say? He says the Shulchan Aruch was talking about a specific worm. So now that we found other worms, we, we have to be machmed. The only problem is that the Shulchan Aruch never mentioned the specific worm. Shulchan Aruch basically said any worms. It didn't say Dharma. He just assumed that any worms you find there are going to be okay. Comes along Rav Shevet Alevi. He says, no, there might have been the Dharma. But who says this is the Dharma and therefore you have to be Mahmoud? Or another way of saying it is that really that was true, but maybe the situation has changed now. And now that basically science has proven that has come in, either because it's a new thing or whatever it is. So now we have to be Mahmoud. So this becomes a huge machloket between the different kashrut organizations. Do you have to check for worms in the fish of skin, in the skin, in the flesh of fish? Look at this OU policy. Rav Belsky confirmed unequivocally that OU policy remains that there is no checking necessary mm. and no prohibition of the worms found in wild salmon and other fish in accordance with Yoradea, Siman, uh, pay Dalid for the following reasons. Shulchan Aruch does not limit the permissibility of Tola'im found in the flesh of fish to any species of Tola'at. I, what, against what Rav Ozen said. The Allah states that a Tola'at found in the flesh of a fish is muta because of the rule Minei Gavle. That basically it came from within. But look how he uses the word Minei Gavle. That the parasite found in the flesh is permissible since it grew big in the fish. Rav Belsky cites Rashi say that the word gavul means to become bigger. Not that it originated from the fish, but it even became big in the fish. Meaning, he understood that even if the worm originated and was visible to the naked eye outside the fish, since it, be, it would be permitted if it grew in the fish. And therefore, he felt there's no reason to worry about these uh, tulaim. And I think that is the, the, the opinion of the OU. There might be other kashrut organizations. Again, this might be a suffix regarding salmon and, uh, and other fish. Yesh makom lachmir, yesh makom lakel. We've seen the, the different reasons why you should be maker, why you should be machmir. Um, and that is basically yeah. the end of today's share. Yeah. They, they specifically say wild salmon. Mm. 
As a, well, I think it's only a problem of wild salmon. No, oh, it's only a problem in wild salmon. salmon that was farmed. Right, the, the, the farmed salmon, you're not going to have this problem. I imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think you, the, okay. this is the wild salmon that's more of a problem. Okay, Yashakoach.